0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Well.com podcast. I'm Beau Wigington, and this is part two of Back to School with Adam Stretch, where we're talking about questions you might have going back into this next semester. Here's a question. Now that we're talking about school and being in school, you're in there for hours. You're in your booth, working, 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 trying to get better. Why does my school tell me I can't wear earbuds while I'm learning to weld? Oh,
0: man, because you're listening to the wrong music. That's why. <laughs> your, your instructor wants you, uh, wants you listening to the right music. You've got the wrong music. But really, the, uh, a lot of programs have gotten away from allowing students to have earbuds in. Many of their industry partners, you know, advisory committees are saying they don't let earbuds in the, in the workplace. But it's really that you should be listening to the arc. And you go, hey, you guys think that sounds right? Like, does it sound right? Well, you're not going to know what it sounds like. Uh, the gas metal arc welding process, you know, you're looking for that crackle or that, uh, you know, frying bacon sound. I can stand in a shop and tell you the, the guy five booths over on the back of the building is he's got his settings are wrong all because of how it sounds. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I can tell that it sounds wrong.
1: There's a lot of information you get from an audio cue from actually welding. So that is a huge reason why people are saying don't use earbuds. But it's also a safety issue. If somebody sets the whole place on fire and you're rocking out and you can't hear it, it doesn't matter how much fire protective stuff you have on, you're still going to get consumed in a fire
0: yeah yeah and that's where the uh the companies come from is is forklifts and and cranes and and overhead equipment if they yell they need to get your attention right now and that's why so many have said get away from it the hard part on on my end is is i also understand that certain songs have the right metronome there yeah you got the right beat that if you're keeping up with the beat you end up with a perfect looking weld so kind of a double-edged sword
1: this is one thing that really was a big revelation when I was going through school. Where should I be looking when I'm welding? I
0: think most people are not looking at the puddle. And I think that a lot of people training have done a poor job of explaining that you got to look at the, look at the puddle. You got to read the puddle. You got to look at the puddle. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what this puddle is. I see a bright blue light and a bunch of stuff moving around. Yeah. Until you start focusing on, okay, if you drive a mile down the road in your car, you should have checked your mirrors, your rear view mirror, what's on the left side of the road, what's on the right side of the road, what's right in front of the car, what's down the road, what's behind you, what's on the left side, what's on the right side. You're consuming a lot of information. The same thing happens when you're welding. You should be looking at the puddle. But you should also be looking at the toes of the weld where your weld is starting to solidify. Are your toes equal? Is it staying a nice straight line along those toes? You need to be looking where you're going. Am I missing the joint altogether or am I staying inside of the joint? As depending on the process, if we get into like a, a GTAW, you'll you'll start seeing like little silicone islands float around in circles in your puddle and that can be kind of distracting. In the SMAW process or, or a flux core, you know, stick flux core, you got that slag that's solidifying and people tend to want to watch the slag not the puddle without realizing they're watching the slag you can't stare at any one thing
1: yeah you gotta have your head on a swivel as yeah. someone said to me so i feel like i've got this under my belt i've i've got at least three weeks in class down when do i start looking for a job
0: oh man three weeks into class wow you probably got a whole <laughs> 22 minutes of arc time now you're an
1: expert when in, th- in your career of learning how to weld, should you start looking for work?
0: It's never too early. Don't strut in there though, uh, like like a peacock thinking you're you're God's gift to the God's gift to welding. You're you're hot shit now with the golden arm. There, get in, run the saw. Can I push the broom and, and saw material for you guys? Being around. The welding environment, you start picking up so much more. What's going on? Why are they looking? Why are those guys spending all that time looking at the white paper over there on the wall? Nobody's doing any welding. Well, they're, they're reading blueprints. That's critically important. Oh, we're using cranes. I've never seen a slugger bit on a mag drill. How does that work? Oh, that guy's drilling holes and stuff. I, I thought he was a welder. Well, he is, but he had to prep his material. What's going on over here? There's so much to the industry that you pick up from just being around it and listening the conversation going on from the old guys right um especially anybody that's got any experience unless you've been more than maybe three weeks of time you're probably not walking in welding super duplex they're not going to give you that you know 30 grand a sheet stainless stuff to play with we want you to get some experience now the flip side of that the employers that are out here going well we got to have three to five you know you you need five years of experience you pay 12 dollars an hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody with five years of experience is coming to work for you for $12 an hour. Well, I think that's uh, still way underpaid for what somebody in the trades would be. If you have zero showable weld time, the only person that can speak on your welds is your welding instructor. Get some experience somewhere. It might not be the best place to be employed, it might not be the material you want. Oh, I want to do aerospace TIG work. Okay, well, that shop is hiring for structural. The arc is the arc is is the arc (laughs) is the puddle is the puddle is the puddle and the muscle memory is muscle memory work on being in it. You're not getting a lot of relevant field experience stocking shelves at at a, a retailer, unless that retailer is a weld supplier, you know, now that would be another great place to get a foot in the door.
1: When I was in school, I started working at a fab shop and it turned my whole learning experience on its head because when I was in school, it's very easy to position yourself for success. But as soon as you start welding in a shop, you're not going to be able to just set that piece exactly where you need it to make that perfect weld every time. And you're going to have to weld out a position and in an uncomfortable position. So if you are looking for work, like don't worry about what the job is right now think more about how is this going to make me a more well-rounded welder and also you're going to learn a lot more about materials pricing of things you know just being in the field you're going to learn things you're not going to learn in school
0: and it'll have you asking much better questions in the classroom you'll you'll be able to interact better with your classmates because what you're learning you're drawing now from things that you have seen or encountered
1: What would some tips be for you to give your students, like, they want to excel, how are they going to get more out of going to welding school?
0: Oh, well, the, uh, the the first thing is that I would tell them to uh, go listen to episode 133 on the Arc Junkies podcast um, that Redbeard put out there, 10 things that require zero talent. That is a foundation. Start there. You're not going to learn if you don't show up. Do the work. Everybody's going to tell you, you get out of it what you put into it. If you're, you know, well, I mean, I'm here and, you know, I, I guess I showed up only 15 minutes late and, and I left 20 minutes early and I put in the bare minimum to, to get through the class. That's a reflection of what your paycheck's going to be probably the duration of your career.
1: Talk about $12 an hour.
0: Yep. Now, if you showed up, you know, hey, let's say class started at 8. You showed up at 745 and got your hood, your your gloves, your machines ready to go. Your leads are unwrapped. You're ready to hit it. As soon as the instructor says, all right, we're headed to the lab, your booth is set. You watch your classmates. Well, they're going to go to the, go get something to drink and go to the bathroom and walk out to their car and get their gear and, and then mosey back in and, Oh, well, you know, I probably should take a break. Now, you've been on break since we walked out the door versus the student that says, hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready to go. If class was over at, let's say, noon, that means that at noon you're done welding, you can start rolling your leads up now. Not that you're ready to leave at noon. Most employers are looking at it the same way. If you're being paid at seven in the morning, that doesn't mean you're at seven pulling into the parking lot, going to go get a cup of coffee, mosey over to your area, visit with, you know, Billy in the corner for a little bit, and then get started. Be ready to go here. Uh, so that's just kind of, it helps build a habit with that. So uh, another one is is the podcast. There's There's a lot of really good welding podcasts out there. While you're driving back and forth to school, are you are you listening to the same seven songs on repeat on, on any of the uh, national radio stations? <laughs> are you listening to the you know the, a morning show that really? kind of just polluting your ears? Or are you working on your skill set? You've got, you know, obviously us with the weld.com podcast. You've got the Arc Junkies. You've got the welding tips and tricks. The AWS has got a podcast. There's business podcasts, entrepreneurship podcasts. I think Miller Electric's got a podcast for anybody interested in the pipe field. Spend your time wisely. Look, there's audiobooks out there. You know, I mean, not everybody's into an audiobook, but there's a lot of podcasts that will consume your drive time. And just, it's just like being at work in the field, you're just listening to the conversations of guys that are doing it. There's a lot to be rewarded from that.
1: I've learned a lot. I could say that just as being a podcast host, I've learned an immense amount of knowledge just from talking to actual welders and people in the field.
0: Consuming that information anywhere you can. Another one would be the, you know, the YouTube or or the app, you know, jump on the apps, scroll through, share, share some of your work, get some feedback and interact with other people. Not only just looking at what they're doing, but go through and read comments on some of the other posts. There's a lot of information to be gained from what other people are saying to a picture. There might be a whole different conversation that takes place that everybody just hit, hit the like button and scrolled on versus rolling through the comments and going, oh, you get to see where um, maybe some education could be used when people are like, oh, we've always done it like this. Well, you've always done it wrong.
1: This is one of the biggest questions I know I had and many other welders have. I'm going to school. Am I coming out certified?
0: That depends on your institution. I hope that that was not the reason that you went and chose that institution. As a CWI, somebody saying that they're a certified welder carries extremely low value That means that uh, one time the stars aligned, the moon phases were correct, and you managed to lay down about two 3A strips or three-quarters of an inch total of good weld. That's all it takes to be unlimited certified in like a, a D11 area. So, you know, you, you had two or three ace bend strips that had to pass a bend. That's not a lot. Now, I would rather have somebody that's, instead of chasing a certification, chase knowledge. Go in the booth and make mistakes. Learn from those mistakes. What is it like when my wire's too high or too low? What's it like when my gas is, is, is wrong? What happens when I turn the wrong polarity on? What does this sound like? What does it feel like? There's so much more information to gain from doing it wrong than doing it right. And if all you're doing is chasing a certification, really anybody could be a certified welder because we could set up a, a 1F fillet weld with cheater bars, a uh, a track to run the torch down. And all you have to do is pull the trigger and move along while somebody coaches over your shoulder to speed up or slow down, do an acid etch, you know, do a brake test and have somebody else set up the welder. And we could certify you. You are now a certified welder your very first day of school, and you have no idea how to do anything.
1: So you want to be more of a certified learner than a certified welder. I'd
0: rather see somebody say they're certifiable, meaning they have the skills to go out and pass a certification test. Um, Now, obviously, doing doing tests in, in class does a great job of prepping somebody for a weld test. But as you said earlier, Bo, I mean, look at all the people that sit in class and weld the same six-inch coupons day after day after day and walk into the workforce, and then we're going to weld, you know, two-inch pieces of angle iron and an eight-inch weld and upside down and hanging from, you know, your your left foot from a ratchet strap. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that oil, you know, that material is all oily and dirty and, and greasy and grimy, and it's not perfect. Which student is going to be better prepared for the actual workforce then? The one that spent the entire duration of their education passing a 3G, 4G, or, a you know, 2G, 5G, or a 6G weld test but never actually doing it in a in an environment that was realistic to the workforce. You know, they get into the workforce and I think I think sometimes that's a huge slap in the face that hey, I just entered the workforce and I'm not ready for this at all. And then of course you have the, you know, guys that have done it for a long time going, "Well, you wasted your time and money in school. There was no need to do this." Well, there was. There's there's a lot to be gained from accelerating your learning curve in an educational institution whether it's a a weekend class you know a semester a certificate a degree an associate degree it depends how far you want to go with your career bachelor's master's phd in weld engineering you know how far do you want to take the learning process and where do you want it to balance out what was the old saying The the man who knows how will work for the man who can or something it's written on my toolbox at work. You know, we, we come back to being a certified welder is a great, you know, having a certification is a great way to get your application or resume looked at. As soon as you show up to work, though, I'm going to have you do a weld test.
1: <laughs> That's one, one misconception I feel like people have is that, You know, pretty much every job you're going to go and do, you're going to get recertified. Like you have to get certified through that company to do the work under their certifications. So going to welding school, you're not just going to come out and be a certified welder. It's getting you ready to pass these certified tests you know because if you if you go out and you get your own certifications and you walk into a job and you're like yep yeah, I, I passed all these certifications you're still going to have to pass theirs so feel like it, it's a lot of stress that gets added on to students don't worry about the certification like don't worry about being a certified welder worry more about learning how to weld
0: you nailed it right there learn how to do it and less about passing it that's if you look at intrinsic versus extrinsic motivators, your extrinsic motivator was what grade did I get in the class? Yeah. Or did I did I get a piece of paper when I was all done saying saying I'm good at welding with 7018s in the in the 4G position? Or intrinsically, do I actually have the skills to go do this? And the value on the intrinsic side carries a lot more than the extrinsic. Yep, you you did it. 10 years from now is anybody going to care that you did it that one time? Yeah. But you are going to know that you still have the skills to go do it outside of it. I think some of that comes from there's a lot of mystery around codes and codes and procedures and uh, essential variables. And somebody says, well, I'm certified in what, on what, with what. As soon as we start changing one variable, wire diameter, wire type, designator, shielding gas, flux composition, base metal, preheats, interpass temperatures, one material to another, well, you need another certification. Well, you need another certification. Well, you need another certification. Oh, so the one I've got isn't enough. Nope. You need another one.
1: Focus more on getting good at the processes and really finding your passion. And I mean, you could go and try to get certified in something and hate it. You know, it's like to spend the time that you're learning to weld learning what you really love to do, something you'll be happy doing for the rest of your life, and then certification is going to come down the road and you won't have to sweat it. Spend more of the time learning how to ride the bike before you go worry about what bike you're going to be riding in the future. Any burning questions that you've been asked at school so far?
0: Uh, One of the big ones that always comes up is everybody wants to share pictures of their welds. The first answer is uh, it, it looks like pigeon poo. And do another one. Uh, every instructor's got the same reputation of, give me another one. Just because you passed it one time, you got one good one. Now, if you can do it again, you've understood it. But just one doesn't show me that you have proficiency in that process or that position. Uh, well, it's great, you know, to to share it. and And there's some rewarding value to say, hey, guys, look what I'm doing. This is really cool. You know that you could use a little more practice. You know that your restart could be a little bit better. You know that you wiggled a little bit on your toes. You know that you know the toe of the weld had a little dip on the one side. I'd grab any process and I look at it and I'm like, ah, you know, uh, my my tie-in, I was I was just a half a half a step forward on my tie-in. Somebody else is gonna be, oh, that's that's amazing. It's like, mm, you know, it could have been better. And chasing that it could have been better mentality, pride and craftsmanship goes a long way in industry. Take pride in what you're doing. Work on it. Practice your skills. Yeah, you, you may have done it once in your booth. Well, now do it with your left hand. Yeah. Now do it while sitting yeah. on the floor. <laughs> now do it while sitting in a chair. Now do it while leaning on the edge of a bucket. Now do it while laying off the table.
1: Yeah, try when you're in school, you have a lot of time in that booth. And you should really try to get as comfortable with all different ways of welding as you possibly can while you have unlimited resources of gas, wire, filler metal, base metal, like all of these things that you paid to be there to use, use it, like use it to the most that you possibly can until they say, Hey, let's slow down. You know, like you've, you've run through at least 1500 pounds of plates, like in the past two weeks, like let's, let's just slow down. You know, it's like, make them pump the brakes, use it to the most that you possibly can, because you're paying for the experience.
0: I I think that's a great, Great thing you brought up, Bo, oh, is, is you see, I see students go into a booth and then start prepping their material. Prep your material outside. Use use grinding your material as your homework. Take the plate home. with. Ask your instructor if you can take four plates home with you, put the bevels on them, clean the mill scale, whatever you got to do. So when you came in, you were ready to weld. Another area is, well, I'm, I'm waiting for my plate to cool down. Well, I'm watching my grass grow in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Really? You're waiting for a plate to cool down, throw it in a quench tank or have two or three or four tacked up in position and be bouncing back and forth to them so that you're able to distribute heat across, you know, two or three or four parts. And you can keep welding and you get a lot more weld time because so much of this comes back to it's muscle memory and it's arc time. And if your arc time is spent watching plates cool down, that's a very poor use of your in-class arc time. There's no arcs on a cooling plate. There might be some arc
1: strikes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Man. I think that this should be plenty for people to kind of digest to get you through the, at least this first semester. And I'm sure we'll touch back later on in the semester to kind of cover more questions. So if you have questions about school or learning in general, feel free to reach out and let us know and we'll try to answer. them. For
0: I you. know I've got some topics to bring up for our next one. So we should we should do more of these. I like this.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little chat, right? Reach
0: out with questions you guys got.
1: Well, I appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me today, Adam. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You as well, Bo. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. Make sure you head on over and download the Weld app today to get connected to welders all across the globe, as well as access to tons of great educational content. Until next week, we'll see you out there.